welcome to Growing Belleville Through Community Chats, a podcast presented by the Greater Belleville Chamber of Commerce to help highlight, promote, and enlighten people, businesses, and community events in the Greater Belleville area. Here are your hosts, Stephen Sedlak and Eric Huber. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Growing Belleville through Community Chats, presented by Greater Belleville Chamber of Commerce. I am your co-host, Eric Huber, with Stephen Sedlak. Stephen, how are you doing today? Wonderful Monday morning, Eric. Well, we kind of uh, past episodes, of course, we've uh, had some some local business owners. Uh, we're changing it up a little bit because uh, it's getting to be February. February 1st is tomorrow, and for me, in past in my past life, February meant uh, getting ready for spring training. And we have a little different circumstance with the lockout right now. Um, so it's a pleasure to introduce a, a buddy, former teammate of mine, World Series champion and MLB All-Star, Mr. Brock Holt. How you doing, Brock? Eric, good to see you, man. Steve, thanks for having me. Good Absolutely deal, man. Well, for those listening, uh, you, you can't see, but I have the authentic 2010 Bradenton Marauder jersey, uh, affiliate of the Pittsburgh Pirates. So Brock and I played together uh, that year. So in honor of him being on, I got my jersey on here. Uh, I know Brock was probably, what, second best athlete on that team uh, behind me, right? Is that accurate? <laughs> I don't know if I would put myself up at, at, that high, honestly. Um, I, I forget who we had on that team, but um, but I, I wouldn't put me at second. You first, obviously, but but I, w- I wouldn't go as far as putting me at, at, at yeah, as high as number I, two. Uh, like I said, I said athlete, not baseball player, because I would be uh, low on that list, uh, giving my current banking uh, role versus playing baseball still so but yeah i mean uh leading stretches uh bench coach that year for myself i mean i i did it all i think for bradenton and uh got to watch you play uh some phenomenal baseball yeah you, i think you got to watch me play for about 40 something games and then i went ahead and tore the tore the meniscus and and was out the rest of the season i just went to the beach the rest of the year so uh, got a good tan that that summer. I remember that. Um, lost it four days into the off season because um, I was born with a pale <laughs> white skin. So, uh, but I know I remember that man. I remember I remember that that uh, that summer really well. Um, it was a good good time. Like I said, forty games. Uh, played well. Remember the stretches led by you. Um, and uh yeah we had a good year we had a good team and and i I just remember whenever i got hurt after i got hurt uh i think y'all had like 17 games in a row rained out um in florida because it just would just decide to rain right before the game that was that was pretty Uh, normal down there (laughs) but uh pretty normal pretty normal in 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 uh in fort myers but or in not fort myers in bradenton um but yeah, man, we had a, we had a good time. We had a good good crew, good crew that that year. I remember. Yeah, we uh, yeah, that summer was just like you said, the players we had on that team. Uh, you know, actually, Pitch, Pittsburgh was you know, it was kind of new administration, new front staff. They were bringing in some some quality players like yourself. Uh, 
man, I, I want to say we had about 10 big leaguers that ended up playing that summer. It was, uh, a man, just thinking Starling Marte, obviously, running around the outfield. He's a pretty decent ball player, mm-hmm. still is. Uh, we had yourself, uh, Hunter Strickland, pitcher Jeff Locke, mm-hmm. uh, man, Tony Sanchez behind the plate. Uh, we we had quite a few players, which was it was fun to watch. Like I said, Pittsburgh was doing some some good things after a couple, obviously a couple years of of uh, bad baseball, and they were bringing in some talent in the minor league levels, which was uh, exciting for me because I I got to watch some of those guys play. Yeah, man, I, I I remember you know just coming up with some of those guys. I mean, I I, I had the best seat in the house for, for Starling Marte for a couple years. Played with got to play with him and. Um, if I didn't hit leadoff, I hit second, and he hit he hit right right before me or right after me. But whenever I would hit second, I, I I remember he would, you know, lead the game off with like a bunt base hit, show his show his speed, and then the next at bat he'd hit one into the trees, you know, for for a home run, and then he'd be making plays in the outfield. And um, but no man, it's it's cool to kind of look back uh, after you've been playing for a while and 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 remember playing with some of these guys that playing against some of these guys in the minor leagues coming up and, and watching them be as successful as, as they've been. So, uh, uh, but yeah, man, we, we had some, we had some good, good dudes on that team. Good, good dudes uh, who I still keep in contact with, uh, you know, from my, my pirate minor league pirate, pirate playing days. So um, we had some, we had some good times in Bradenton yep. for sure. Do you think, I got a quick question for you, Brock. Do you think, you know, and Eric, you can probably chime in as well too, but, you know, you guys came up through the trenches, right, with the minors as opposed to the majors. Now, of course, evidently the years where you won the World Series are phenomenal, but you kind of look on those minor year or minor league years a little bit differently than you do the majors because, like I said, you guys did come up through the trenches. You guys were all kind of together trying to make it to the certain goal, right, whereas when you get to the majors, you're, you know, you reach that goal from the minors. I mean, do you are they totally different scenarios looking back on them? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think when you're going through it and you haven't been to the big leagues, you don't really realize, um, you know, I mean, realistically how bad it is, you know. Um, and once you get to the big leagues, you kind of realize you're like, man, that you know, like I went through all of that because this is what I was trying to get to, you know. And I think that kind of puts it into realization that like. Um, whenever you're going through it, it's just you and you and your boys, you know, you're like, I mean, it's a grind, you know, you're on buses, you're, you're getting in late, you're, you're eating McDonald's or Taco Bell or whatever you can find that's close to the hotel on road trips. And, um, you know, you're just trying to get by and you're trying to play good, play good enough to, to keep moving up. Um, and then when you finally get to the, to the major leagues, which is, you know, everyone's goal, it's like, all right, well now I know why I, you know why I did all that stuff, and 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 you kind of realize how hard it hard it was, how hard it is, and um, you know it's it's special time um, as you're as you're coming up. But once once you've been the big league, once you've gotten to the big leagues and, and had a taste of the big leagues, it's hard to it's hard to uh, imagine ever going back to those days <laughs> because they you go from getting treated, you know. You're staying. You're doubling it up on the road. And you're staying in the red roof in. You're staying at the red, local red roof in, um, and then you're 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 flying charter flights and you're staying at the five star hotels and um, you go from getting treated like 
um, a king to, you know, bottom of the barrel in the minor leagues. But, right. uh, but it's a grind, and it's it's something that every every guy has to go through, and, and you build some really, really good relationships coming up because of because of the situation that you're in and the, the, the places that you go together and the bus trips and all that stuff. So you kind of learn to bond with your with your with your teammates, and you make you make the most fun out, out of it as you can. Yeah, Brock, what would you say, like, you know, I'm sure you do, you know, talk with kids locally, um, you know, back at your JUCO or college or high school even. Like you said, I mean, going through the minors is an absolute grind. You're making absolutely no money uh, playing a game you love, and you keep getting told that, hey, you're playing a game you love, everybody wants to do it. Uh, But, like, what – Mentally for you or physically, what were the things that you focused on the most or that you think helped you get yourself to the big leagues? I mean, honestly, I just feel like from an early age, man, I just knew what I wanted to do and I was going to do anything that I could to, to do it. Um, and that, you know, there were times when I didn't think I would, you know, like obviously like everybody, we have doubts and we have, you know, bad days and, and stuff like that and, and, and negative thoughts, thoughts creep in. But I always wanted to play in the big leagues and be a big leaguer. And um, that was just part of the part of the journey, you know. Um, and for me, you just kind of like once you start playing against guys and, and you get higher up and, and you have some success you know, you start thinking, all right, maybe I can, can do this, you know, like you get to the higher levels and you're playing against guys who have been in the big leagues and been back down. And you're like, all right, I, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here with this guy so I can, you know, you know, I can do this and you have success and, and you just kind of build that confidence. But um, for me, it was just something that I always, you know, from the time I could, you know, people ask, what, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was like, I want to, I want to play in, you know, I want to be a major league baseball player. So, uh, I think for me, it's just always been, that's what I wanted to do. And, you know, I was just going to do whatever I had to do to, to, to get there. Um, and, uh, you know, the minor leagues is tough, man. It's a grind and, and it is part of, it's part of it, you know? Um, and, you know, guys, some, some guys take a little bit longer. Some guys, some guys will ride it out as long as they can. And, and, uh, but, but I've been very fortunate to, to get to play with some some really good people, um, some really good coaches who who helped me along the way, and and you know help help me enjoy those times. You know when things aren't when things aren't great, when things aren't fun. Um, you have good guys around you, good people around you. It, it makes it makes going to the field every day a lot more fun. And and uh, when you're having fun and enjoying yourself, and you're around people that you care about, um, it's easier to be successful. Some, some great guys, of course. You played with uh, David Ortiz, and of course he just got elected to the Hall of Fame. How was it, you know, playing with him and just knowing that you played with the Hall of Famer? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think he might be the first the first guy that that I've played with who, you know, who, who got inducted. Um, you know, obviously played against guys who got inducted, but I think he might be the first that I've played with that, that, that got inducted. And uh, David was awesome. Um, Big Poppy, the the name fits perfectly. Um, he was a great teammate. He worked hard. Um, he cared about everybody. He was always in a good mood. 
Um, he treated everyone the same. Didn't matter if you were um, the 40th man on the roster or the, you know, or the or, or David Ortiz. You know, I mean, it was um, it was a special time just getting to watch him go about his business and um, kind of learn from him. And he was huge for for the young guys coming up. You know, we had a lot of uh, young guys in the organization who who were making their major league debuts. Um, Xander Bogarts, Mookie Betts. Um, um, uh, Jackie Bradley, um, a lot of young guys making their, making their debuts and, and coming up and, and trying to help the Red Sox win. And he was the perfect guy to, to be there, him and, and Dustin Pedroia, of course, but, um, they led by example. Um, they, they said they talked when they needed to talk. They spoke up. Everybody listened. Um, you know, he was a, he was a person that when you, he walked in the room, if he had something to say, everybody, everybody shut up and, and listened and, and, uh, everybody respected them. And, um, man, I couldn't be more happy for him. Um, obviously seeing him get in, I was hoping he would, um, this first time and he did. Um, so, you know, we were, we were very excited for him, but he's, he's one of the, he's one of the best, um, you know, not only just players that I've played with, but, but teammates person, um, so it's like, like I said, man. I've I've been very fortunate to play with a lot of really good dudes, and you know he's 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 a Hall of Famer now in, in the books and and on the field and and off the field. So uh, couldn't be more happy for him. Brock, yeah, you may. I mean, played with a couple uh, decent players there that you just listed off there. But uh, as I mentioned prior, so drafted by the Pirates, you get to make your debut with the Pirates uh, in 2012, and you do get traded right away that off season after making your debut with with the pirates in the big leagues uh you know of those guys you know switching organizations i'm sure is not easy new philosophy new people new coaches everything but when you when you broke into the big leagues with boston then uh you know who was that one guy that kind of took took you under their wing or who'd you kind of you know shadow and see what they're doing on a day-to-day basis yeah, man, like, uh, you know, going from an organization like the Pirates to, to Boston, um, I didn't really know what to expect. Obviously, I'd come up through the Pirates organization um, rather quickly, um, made my debut, played well, um, you know, was expecting to, to have a chance to make the team there, I guess, in, in 2013, but got a call the day after Christmas, say, hey, man, we're traded you to the Red Sox. And uh, at first, I was like, "Oh no, this this is probably not the best, probably not the best move for my career." You know, I just made my debut, was looking positive for for the for the coming year, and then you look at the roster the Red Sox had at the time, and I had really only played second base up to that point, some shortstop, um, and the Red Sox had Dustin Pedroia. You know, it's like I'm not going to play second base, so um, you know, I was a little intimidated going into uh, going into my first big league camp in Fort Myers with the Red Sox, with guys like Dustin, David Ortiz. I mean, that year they had, I mean, the whole team was, was veterans. Mike Napoli, Johnny Gomes, John Lester, um, John Lackey, David Ross, uh, Shane Victorino. <laughs> Those teams Jacoby, were just ridiculous, Jacoby, man. <laughs> dude, yeah. Jacoby, Jacoby Ellsbury, like, I mean, I'm going in, and I'm like, holy moly, dude. Like, I don't, I don't fit in in this clubhouse, you know, like. I kept my mouth shut, you know. I if someone talked to me, I, I you know, I, I talked to them, but I, I minded my own business. I, I 
got to where I was supposed to be when I was supposed to be there and tried to stay out of everybody's way. But, um, but for me, it's, it's Dustin Pedroia, man. Like I can't say enough good things about him man. as a teammate and a friend, um, just getting to watch him for as many years as I got to watch him. And, um, like he's, he's the, he's the one guy probably at the top of my list that, um, he, he, he did a lot for me as a, as a player, as a person, um, taught me a lot just by watching him. Um, uh, and I always, I always enjoyed watching him like growing up. I mean, obviously he's not that much older than me, but like, you know, high school, college years, you know, watching baseball, being a baseball fan, I was a fan of Dustin Pedroia. So getting to play, play with him and, and, and watch him work and, and the way he went about his business every single day, um, was pretty special. He's a, he's a special human being. Um, he's got a lot to say, uh, and he, he knows, he knows how to, how to get the best out of, out of everyone. Um, but like that team, man, I'm telling you, uh, Nap, Mike Napoli was a big one for me. Um, he was always really good to me. I'm one of my, one of my better friends today. I still keep in, keep in touch with him, David Ross, um, like all those guys, man, they just, it was just a good John Lackey bought me some suits. Like, I mean, they were, they were just good veteran guys that, you know, obviously they won the world series. I guess I can say we won the world series that year. Cause I was, I was part of it. Um, mostly in AAA that year, but, um, but yeah, man, but it was just a good group of veteran guys. Dude. Johnny Gomes was great. Like, I mean, I can, I can't, I can't say anything bad about any of them. And I think that's why that team had so much success because, they, were, they 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 all knew how to win. They all worked hard. They knew how to have fun. And um, man, it was just like I said. I, I I've been very fortunate to to play with some of the the teams that I've gotten to play with and play with some of the guys that I've gotten to be around. Um, but you know, off the top of my head, those guys those guys are 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 up there for me. But I mean, Dustin Dustin's as good as it gets. Yeah, we won't talk about that thirteen season too much since. Uh... <laughs> you guys beat our local uh, yeah. Cardinals in the World Series that year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I was watching it at home, just like you guys were. So, say you still got a ring, ring though. That's a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I got yeah, a ring. Better what we got. I didn't really do much. <clears throat> so let's uh, let's then let's move into uh, you know obviously 2018. So you get your second ring there. A uh, big part of obviously that season. Uh, one of the one of the games, obviously, that I'll never forget watching you and on SportsCenter the next day all over. Uh, I don't know if you'll remember the date, but I think what was it, October eighth, two thousand eighteen? Do you remember that day? ALDS versus the uh, <laughs> versus the Yankees. You got it framed there it up is. there. There it is. And the so. Jersey. Jersey in the bat. It's actually it's actually a Mookie Betts bat. It doesn't even have my name on it. So did you use Mookie's bat the whole game? Uh, well, I had been using Mookie's bat like the last probably two months of the season because I was in like a huge slump, probably three for 30-something, maybe worse. And we were in Toronto. I remember it was August something. We were in Toronto, and I said, Mookie, I came in. I got, I got out my first at bat. I was like, Mookie, if I get out again, I'm using your bat. He goes, all right, that's fine. Got out my second, got out my second at bat. I said, picked up Mookie's bat. 
for my third at bat, got a hit, got another hit, and then I just <laughs> kept getting hit. So probably probably my best probably my best month and a half of of yep. my career were those last month and a half using 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 Mookie's bat, and I just kept using it in the postseason and and uh, yeah, man, that that was a that was a special yeah. Game. So uh, so for for yeah, our listeners, let's let's go. So October eighth. You're in the ALDS versus you're playing for Boston, playing the New York Yankees uh, playoff at Yankee Stadium, uh, and you were—I mean, you became what? You're the only ML, MLB guy to ever hit for a cycle in the postseason, right? In the postseason, yeah. For that was the first time it's ever happened, and I'm, I'm rooting against everyone <laughs> who, who gets close to doing it again. I mean, you know? <laughs> That's one of those. That's one of those things. I mean, I guess if someone does it, I'll always be the first. But it it sounds a lot better whenever you're the only. So I mean, know? I mean, what, oh, yeah. what was uh, it? I mean, I've had those moments. I mean, everybody has. I mean, in the box that day, were you locked in? I mean, was there? Pit, I mean, were you just? Was it like they said, baseball was a balloon yeah, I mean, that day for you? Yeah, well, it was a balloon for everybody. We won <laughs> sixteen to one, I think. You know, so we were just tally whacking balls all over the field you know um but it was fun man like i i just felt you know i just i'd been seeing the ball well and, and having good at bats and um yeah i didn't play actually the first two games of the series at in boston um and then uh luis severino was was starting and and ac uh sent me a text the night before said hey you're you're in there tomorrow and i i i texted him back and said are you sure because I was like 0 for 15 or 0 for 16 against Severino in my career. And he knew that, and we always joked about it. So I said, are you sure? And he goes, he, he put, ha-ha, yeah, you're in there. Said, All right. So, um, but yeah, man, it was it was fun, dude. Yankee Stadium was, I mean, loud, loud as I've ever heard it. And um, we quiet, quieted it down pretty early in the game. Uh, but everybody was just locked in that game. Um Uvalde was on the mound and and they couldn't touch him and like we just kept just kept scoring runs. It was so much fun, man. And um, we ended up, you know, I, I ended up getting. I, I give I give Ian Kinsler the credit because um, Austin Romine came into pitch position player and um, I needed a home run and the first two guys get out and Ian Kinsler is hitting and he worked a worked a big walk against Austin Romine for me and got me up and I swung at the first pitch. And I, I mean, I, I was just kind of like having fun with it. Like, um, in the dugout, I was like, Hey guys, get me up. I'm fourth up this inning. I need a home run for the cycle. Just, I didn't know. I didn't know no one had ever done it in the postseason before, but I was just like, we're having fun. It's, it was, I think 14 to one at the time. And, um, I went up to Dustin. I was like, Hey man, it's like, I need a home run for the cycle. He goes, yeah, I know you better try and hit one or, I, or I've lost all respect for you, you know? <laughs> so so I'm just walking around. Hey, guys, get me up. I need a home run. I'm fourth. I'm fourth up. Get me up. I need it. And uh, sure enough, I got up and I swung at the first pitch. And obviously, Yankee Stadium is short short right field porch. And um, I don't really ever try to hit home runs, but that's one at bat where I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can hook a ball here. And uh, first pitch, I mean, obviously a position player pitch in, like, you know what you're getting. And I just I just pulled one right down the line, and it was high enough to to to, to sneak out of there. Um, but I don't think some people knew. I, I know Goody, our first base coach, 
he was like watching me run around the bases and I'm like screaming, yeah, woo, like pointing at the dugout, like everybody. <laughs> he's like, dude, you're, he, he told me after, he's like, dude, I didn't even know you hit for the cycle. Like, I was like, Rock, what are you doing, dude? You're celebrating right now. He's like, you're going to get somebody killed in our, in our lineup, you know? Um, but no, we had a good time with it, man. And, and uh, it was just one of those nights, man, that, you know, I'll never forget. And special for, for us as a, as a team. And it just kind of, it just, I think that that was the game that kind of, you know, put us over the top and like, all right, we're 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 for real, like we're a good team. And I think it gave us the confidence to 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 go through the postseason and and do what we were able to do. Yeah. So then you got obviously you guys move on. Uh, you win the World Series that year. So a little bit different from thirteen. You're on the field. Uh, you got your lovely wife Lake in there with you. You got your your oldest boy Griff. I mean, what? What's that feeling like? Dude, that's like, you know, it was, it was one of those things that, I mean, you, I'm sure you've thought about it, you know, anybody, I think feel like everyone who's played, played the game has thought about playing in the world series, being out on the field, like two strikes, one more strike. And we're, we're champions. Like I was playing second base and I'm, I'm glad I was actually on the field, not in the dugout, but, um, Chris Sale came in. We were up by four and, like, basically knew you didn't want to say, like, all right, we, we got this, you know, but, like, it, you just had a feeling. Sale came in, struck out um, Justin Turner, struck out Kike Hernandez, and then Manny Machado. He got Manny Machado to two strikes, and it's just one of those things, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm, I'm actually in this moment, you know, that I've always thought about. And I'm looking around Dodger Stadium just trying to, like, just trying to take it in. It was almost in slow motion. Like, I'm at second base looking around like, oh, my God, we got one more strike and we're, we're champs. And, I'm like, honestly thought to myself, I was like, all right, well, how am I going to how am I going to celebrate? Because, you know, the camera always shows everyone on the field how they celebrate. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to look like an idiot out here. You know, I got to think about this. Tripping over um, your feet. And then he <laughs> – yeah, tripping over your feet. So I mean, he and then he threw the slider, struck out Manny, and um, you know, my my first reaction, I just went down to a knee, just to say thanks to you know, thanks to God for allowing me to be there, and um, just a quick you know, thank you you know to to him and and you know for for the blessings that he's given me, the ability to be where I was, and uh, and then I ran to Bogey, we hugged, and then we dog piled, man. Um, and it was it was awesome. Like uh, there's no better feeling than that. And then obviously, Lakin and Griff came down, and then my my family was there. Lakin's parents were there, so you know we got to celebrate with everybody and uh, walk around the field. And you know it was just a after that after that was just a big party, you know. And it was, um, I mean, that, what you dream about as a kid, man, playing in the World Series, winning the World Series, and you know I was able to do that with the with the Red Sox team who, you know, I don't, I don't know if I'll ever be a part of, of something that special or, or a group that, 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 that special. I mean, we, we won 108 games in the regular season, um, set the franchise record, went 11 and three in the postseason. Like it was just, I mean, I, even from spring training, man, it was just like that, that group was so much fun to be a part of, um, that, you know, it was only fitting that we that we were the last team standing that year. So, uh, 2018 will always have a have a special place in in my heart. And, um, 
you know, glad I was able to do it with the group of guys that, that, that we did it with. And then obviously that, that, you know, Lakin and Griff got to be there and, and you know, my family and, and uh, Lakin's, Lakin's family as well. You know, just hearing that just gets me all amped up for baseball season to start up again. You know, we just got our season tickets renewed for the Cardinals and all this. You know, I don't mean to be the Debbie Downer here, but it is a topic with baseball right now of the lockout. And here we are two months into to it, basically. And uh, I don't know, I'm just kind of curious. I'm sure there's some things you, you can say and can't say or, or whatnot, but just kind of curious your take on things and where you see things going and, and the season will come sooner than later yeah i mean i wish i, I wish i could tell you um uh, things better things need to start moving pretty quick you know because i mean like like eric said it gets to gets to be february and and you know you're thinking about all right what when when am i going to go down to spring training um you know pitchers and catchers report supposed to report probably you know i would think in a couple weeks um but you know i i we, you know, as players, we can we can be a part of those you know those conversations, and and we get little, um, you know, we get a little inside information from time to time. But um, I, I honestly, man, I, I I don't know. People ask me all the time, like, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think we're going to start on time? And, um, I don't know. I hope we do. Uh, you know, I hope there's a there's an agreement soon. I know everybody wants to play, um, so um, you know that's that's. That's between the uh, the smarter the smarter people than me, the higher ups. You know that I, I don't get involved in that. I just I just go where they tell me when they tell me to, to be there. So I'm hoping things get worked out. I'm hoping I'm hoping we can get an agreement here soon. And uh, because I'm still a free agent, you know, so I don't even know. You know, after after I mean, there's a lot of people who need jobs. You know, there's a lot of free yep. agents. There's a lot of guys who you know, have jobs who are arbitration eligible that, that, that they've got to get those, those things settled. So whenever there's still a lot of things that need to be done after the agreement actually, you know, happens. So, um, it's going to be a wild, it's going to be a wild time, you know, once they do come to an agreement, because I mean, I, I, I mean, there's hundreds of hundreds of free agents who need to need a, need a place to play and need a job. So, um, I'm anxious to see what happens whenever things get, things get settled if they get settled i'm hoping that sooner rather than later so it's well, nice it was to know, wild. Like, go ahead go uh, ahead i was just gonna say it was i was just gonna say it was wild leading up to the to the lockout with all the signings and then i, I agree with you. i think it's mm-hmm. once things do i think it's just going to be a frenzy and a fast moving process from there because you know i'm sure people kind of have an idea before things stopped or, or some talks but i'm curious I'm, I'm anxious for that all to come to fruition yeah and i think you know i think a lot of those signings early on were because they I mean the lockout was pretty evident that it was right. going to happen um, I think everyone knew that we weren't going to come to an agreement and that, that there was going to be a lockout so I think some of these guys um, you know signed early signed earlier than they might have normally signed for but I mean obviously everybody got good deals and and uh, you know that's what everybody's trying to do is, is get the be- best deal for them and, and, and where they want to be with you know moving forward in their careers and uh, happy for a lot of those guys, um, but yeah, man, there's still a lot of guys out there who who don't have jobs, who are free agents, who whenever teams can start talking to players again, it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild ride. So yeah. um, it'll be it'll be interesting to uh, to see what happens once once things get get going get get going yeah, again. Absolutely. Well, hey Brock, I know uh, we're coming up on a little over 30 minutes, but it's been awesome talking. I did want to, you know, talk on one more thing. If you if you got a couple extra minutes here, um, 
You know, I, I think probably one thing, uh, hopefully I'm accurate with this statement, but, you know, you were you were definitely loved by the Boston fan base uh, being there for a majority of your, your career. Uh, and I would like to think that probably a lot of it had to do with your involvement uh, with the Jimmy Fund and kind of the charity side of things, the off-the-field aspect of what you do, which is which is amazing. So uh, maybe touch base a little bit on, you know, kind of how that came about, the Jimmy Fund, how you get involved with it, uh, who else is all there that you, you try to help and support as well. Yeah, well, see, I showed you on this jersey back here, the, the cycling jersey, which means means an awful lot to me. But Lakin got me this jersey too. Um, that probably probably my favorite my favorite one I got. It's a the jersey with Boston, but it's got a bunch of the uh, the kids from the Jimmy Fund signed it for me. That's awesome. So I've got that one framed up here. Uh, uh, but no, man, the Jimmy Fund was. Uh, I still is like I mean I I don't play for the Red Sox anymore, but I'm still. Uh, me and Lakin are both still very involved. Um, obviously, not as involved as we were because we're not we're not around. Um, but we try and try and help out however we can, whenever we can. I know through a, two or three years ago, we had a, we had a uh, created some T-shirts, some hoodies, um, Brocking out cancer. Um, uh, September September is is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, so we we made those in September and we sold them throughout the month and raised a good about uh, a good good amount of money for for the jimmy fund we gave it to them and they were able to uh to use that to uh to fund like a a summer summer camp type thing uh for the families a day where they can everybody can just get out yeah they had stuff for them to do and um and then this past year we did we did another another shirt shirts hoodie hat sale um and we split proceeds with the jimmy fund and and the uh Cook's Children's in Fort Worth. Since I was with the Rangers, we wanted to, to, to do something with the local tie, uh, but um, split the proceeds with with those two organizations. And um, I was telling you last night, Eric, that um, you know I was, I was part of the the Red Sox organization, the Jimmy Fund, for you know eight years of my life, and built a lot of really good relationships um, with some kids there, with some families there, and um, still keep in touch with them, FaceTime text back and forth and, and just check in every now and then and um they they've become kind of like family to us but um but it doesn't matter where where i play what i do where i'm at um i'm always gonna i'm always gonna want to be a part of uh, of the jimmy fund and help out however i can uh it's just something that that meant so much to me um and lake in both in, in in our time in boston and like i said man you build those relationships that you can't just forget about you know so it's one of those things that that we'll we'll always try and try and help out whenever we can, and I'm I'm sure whenever I'm done playing, I'm gonna call Lisa over at the Jimmy Fund and see if I can't um, dive in a little deeper with them and and, and do what I can to help out. Um, but um, but we're excited about about that organization. It's obviously you know it's not it's whenever we were there, it was described as the the best place you never want to be. Um, kind of like one of those things. I mean, like going to the clinic was, was such a joy for me because I got to see how strong some of these kids were, some of these patients. Um, but you know, once, once I had Griff, um, man, it was tough to go in and, and see, you know, cause you see the moms and dads and the families that, you know, they're, they're in it with the kids, man. And, and the kids are strong and, and some of them are so young, they probably don't know what's going on, but 
man, as a as a parent, I, I couldn't even like put myself in, in in that situation in their shoes and and to uh, to to have a place like the Jimmy Fund where where they explain things where they where they treat everyone you know they have things for the families they have things for the siblings of of the kids who are going through treatment they 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 help everyone man it's like a big family and um obviously it's it's something that no kid should ever have to go through no family should ever have to go through but you know we do you know people people do people get sick kids get sick and um that's a place that that's doing their best to 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 help and to to raise money raise funds to to hopefully one day you know cancer not being you know as scary as it is and and i hope we get to that point um but that's that's what we try to do man like we we raise money and and every dollar helps um but it's it's just a it's a special place that 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 really touched touched me and Lakin's lives um and it's it's a place that we'll we'll always try and help however we can um we love we love the people there we love the nurses there we love the doctors there um we love the families we love the kids so um you know i i uh you know you always wonder like hey what you know you know i always kind of wondered like why why i got traded to boston why 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 did that happen and i and you know i always come to like I was supposed to be there. You know, I was supposed to be there. I was supposed to be, you know, learn about the Jimmy fund, be a part of it. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm just so thankful that I had that time in my life, that time in my career and was able to build the relationships, not only with, with my teammates and, and, and the the people in the Red Sox organization, but, but with the Jimmy fund as well. So, um, something I'll always go back to be a part of, um, and it's just it's just one of those organizations that, you know, I'm I'm just happy that I get to be a part of it and get to help however I can. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Good job, dude. Well, hey, appreciate your time. Love seeing you today. Love talking to you, dude. Uh, good luck with the free agency. Hopefully, this you know lockout ends uh, ends sooner rather than later, so you can get your uh, man. You you probably look good with some birds on the bats across the chest, man. Hey man, I'm I'm up for anything, man. I, as long as I don't have to go back and play for the Marauders again. Hey, I'll take the Marauders, man. <laughs> hey, it's all hey, right. Dude, no. Yeah, I can't believe you. I, I, yeah, I can't believe you still have a Marauders jersey, man. I'm gonna have to go up and look in my closet. I've got a bunch of jerseys hung up in there. I'm, maybe there's so maybe was, there's one yep. in there. The old number. Was, I think I, the old number five. I think I was two three, five. baby. Two three. Uh, I know you're new. That, I know that you're was new, uh, but... that was one good thing uh, my my parents uh, did for me that uh, they kind of kept a secret. They uh, they bought every one of my minor league affiliate jerseys, whether at the team store or whatever. So I got I got all all five jerseys. Plan on getting them. Uh, I got the Pirate Spring Training jersey, so that was pretty cool. It kind of surprised surprised me go. when I was done playing with all those jerseys for Christmas one year. So I was I was pretty shocked. It was kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's nice. That's that's very yep. cool to have, man. Like you said, like like going through it, you're like this, man. The minor league sucks, but like those are some good times, man. And like I said, we 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 had a good time. You you make you make the most fun out of it as you can. Like, I mean, really, like you're a young kid, you're playing baseball for a living. Like, it you're not making a lot of money, but you're you're with your boys and 
having a good time. So, uh, no, that's cool that you have all absolutely you have all those. Pretty much like everyone says, it uh, the baseball. Don't miss the baseball, but the bus rides, the locker room. Always, always remember those. Yeah, the camaraderie, man. That's the thing, man. Like you, you during the season, you're with your, you're with your teammates more than you're with your family. You know, so um, you know you become family kind of with with everyone, and and you know you build those relationships, man. That's the that's the best part about the game. You know, the seasons are long, um, play a lot of games every single day, but you know you're all you're all going through it together. You know, and that's that's the best part about it. And that's I think that's the that's the thing that that people that that players the guys miss the most when they're done you know baseball can be frustrating so you probably don't miss that as much going over four with you know four strikeouts or whatever it might be but um missing missing your boys um missing the clubhouse that clubhouse atmosphere joking around with each other giving each other giving each other shit you know like that's that's fun man and and you were one of the best at, at uh, doing that. Oh, I know that for sure. I'll, I'll, I'll send that hundo in the yeah. mail, buddy. Thanks for that comment, dude. Yeah, yeah, you got that. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be looking for it. All right, man. Well, hey, I, I do. I really appreciate it. Uh, love keeping in touch with you. Hopefully, like I said, we can get you in that red and white over there across the river. If not, let's get you in. I do look good in red, man. I do look good so we need red. some listeners out there. Someone call Mo up. Tell him Brock. Brock's ready to go. Yeah. I'm free. I'm free. All right, man. Well, hey, take care. Good luck with everything. Uh, right, talk soon, man. Yes, sir. All yeah, right. Thanks we, for joining we, us, bro. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, this was fun. All right. Take care. All right. Later. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Growing Belleville Through Community Chats podcast. Please remember to follow and subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends and community leaders. For additional information from this podcast, please reach out to the Greater Belleville Chamber of Commerce.